Everything Change, everybody, the podcast from Teibel, Inc. I'm Pete Wright. That's Howard Teibel. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> did, I, I can't, uh, did I throw you there? That was supposed to nice be a nice to toss. I was, uh, this is the way gentlemen do it. This is a gentleman's podcast. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was distracted. I was, I was sipping my coffee. I was looking outside the window. and I, no. I, you, you just did that so fast. Should we I, just keep going, Pete? I come to you like a gentleman. You come to me like a thug. What is this? <laughs> I have. Right. Here's what right, I want to talk attention. about. No, <laughs> you better because this is a big one. I'm I'm throwing you a, uh, I, I'm throwing you a fastball here. We talked last week about um, you know the challenges facing the the finance office, and we talked a lot about these concept of uh, concepts of uh, you know relationship management, communication, and leadership in the organization. And I, I started spinning. I have to admit, I got to thinking, which is a, a really horrible thing to have happen. I'm ready. I got to be think, to thinking about this idea of loyalty. Uh, what my we, loyalty to you? Well, <laughs> I take that uh, as a given. Okay. Uh, what what I'm thinking of here is sort of the yin to the yang of relationship management, right? What we're trying to do as leaders when we go into these to to our organizations and we try to inspire trust from an inv- individual level, we try to inspire change. The the other end of that equation is uh, there is some sense of loyalty that is that is being shared back with us, uh, you know, in, in terms of, yeah, I'm going to get on board with your cause. I'm going to get on board with these massive changes you want to make in the organization. I'm going to get on board with your downsizing, uh, and, and I'm going to be loyal in some sense to what we are doing here. And I, I, I look at this in three ways. The loyalty breaks down, for me at least in this concept, in three ranks. There's loyalty to a cause or an initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is loyalty to an organization or an institution, and there is finally loyalty to a person or an individual leader, right? And the implications around what loyalty looks like to those three ranks can, in my view, make or break the success of, of an initiative. Mm-hmm. If one is loyal to a cause, it doesn't matter who who the players are in large part, but if one is loyal to a person, that can break the back of a, of a of, of an initiative. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So this is really good. I love what you're throwing out here. The uh, the 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 piece that because so now I'm thinking about how do you how do you focus on loyalty to a cause, right? Whatever the mission is, because I think that we 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 talk a lot about uh, that everybody knows, and when we're being polite. It's really about being loyal to the big picture, to the mission of the institution, and everybody will nod their head. And then when they go back to their offices, there's different loyalties, right? And it's often, uh, it, it, what's tough about it, it's so personal. And I think the, the art of, of leading people back to being loyal to a cause or an institution versus being loyal to a person is to... Tell a story about why it's important, why it's important that we do this thing or start this or stop this. Because if we don't, if we don't tell a good enough story about why it's important for the institution to change, uh, why it's important to change the business model, we're never going to get people to engage in the question that's going to challenge what they're loyal to. Loyal, loyal to. So, for example, what I've heard a lot, and, I, and I've seen over the years, you know, whether it's in the 
higher ed space or in the corporate space, you know, when people bring in uh, consultants even to like look at uh, process improvement, for some people that's a euphemism for downsizing, right? Right, right. The people are like, are like, okay, we know what's really going on here. Management is trying to downsize, and if there's any of that perception, what happens is, and I think this is human nature, is that we look at the relationships around us and we say we're gonna defend and be loyal to those relationships and even if for the institution it might be the right thing I am not going to turn my back on the person who's been working next to me for 30 years and maybe if I if I if I put that relationship aside maybe if I said if I said you know what are they really contributing to this are they are they really giving their best still uh, I might say you know what this person really should be doing something different or could be in a different area. But I can tell you that is the number one thing that's difficult to talk about in higher education, uh, in, in, the, in the work of higher education, in the people side of higher education, you know, not the students. The, in many ways, this is completely invisible to the students, the trustees, the boards, the news. This is the kind of thing that goes on behind the scenes that really we work around we actually work twice as hard because we don't want to confront this uh and we hold on to things a lot longer than we should out of that kind of loyalty uh you know so when i think about well how do we attack this well it really requires getting in there and and clarifying this is why we have to change and it's sometimes it is a willingness to make tough decisions. There's no way to get around this that if I work next to you, Pete, in an organization and we've been together for 25 years and somebody comes in and says, we're going to redesign how this division is organized, I would be nervous for you. You might be nervous for me. And and ultimately, because we've established such a strong bond, that's going to trump my commitment to whether or not this it's going to help the mission of the institution. So it is a dilemma, Pete. And I don't know if there is a there isn't an answer. It is a leadership conversation. It's a willingness to tell the truth about why we're doing this and then and then be willing to like uh listen to others pain because there is a grief that people go through when change happens. And, right? and as a result of loyalty being tested, when your organization comes to you, if your or if your loyalty is primarily with the organization, you know, you you came to the organization, you you give of yourself and of your spirit every day to the organization, and it comes to you and says, you know what, we we have to make some changes that are going to hurt, uh, and those loyalties are being tested. Um, that that is a betrayal, and that that is a personal yeah. and individual betrayal. Yes. And and the way uh, leaders deal with, uh, you know, the the uh, acceptance uh, and and sort of the the healing that comes from that that sense of betrayal is is seems to me to be fairly important. Yeah, and and, and there's a whole spectrum of doing that well and not yeah. doing that well. And the and and the difficulty with this for leaders is you're never going to make everybody happy. No, and it's it really it seems to me like there is a um, uh, there, it, it, there is a demonstration of your own loyalty 
Yeah, and you know, it's right. I mean, one of the one of the challenges that all of us have is what are we protecting, right? Oh, that's you know, huge, right? It, right. If you're whether you're the president, whether you're a vice president, if you have a boss, everyone's got a boss, and you want your boss to be happy. So one of the first things you're going to do is make sure that you're giving your boss what they're looking for. The president is the trustees. Vice president is the cabinet. It's the president. So there's this hierarchy that plays out in the world. And the key is, is that there is a collective view that we're working towards something that has uh, a mission and we're, we're in this together. And, and ultimately what's going to be tested along the way is our ability to both manage up, to give those who we work for what they need, but also effectively work with our peers and manage down. So the closer you get to this, the more you realize how difficult it is. And I, and I think that the number one thing that makes a difference is in this conversation is the willingness, willingness of leaders to tell the truth and to say, here's the situation. And the more they either try and couch it in, oh, it's going to be easy. We're going to put this new system in. It's actually not going to be. It's great. You're going to love it. That's, that is such a setup for failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the truth, if they told people, is this is going to be difficult for three years, right? Who wants to hear that message? Right. But you're either, it's either pay me now or pay me later, right? You can say right now, you know, we do this wonderful training. You're going to be set up. This is what you're going to be able to do you couldn't do before. And next thing you know, you're in a year and a half of a nightmare. And I'm in a number of projects where that's the story I'm hearing. The alternative we could do is this is a painful pill. The transition is going to be difficult. You know, we're in this together. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to work through this together. Uh, That the more that is spoken up front, the more people, when they're going through it, it's an opportunity to rise to the occasion, as opposed to being slammed with, they lied to us. Right, right. Well, that I, you know, I love the way you, you put that, because it's a sense of let's get closer to our loyalties, closer to understanding the clarity behind our loyalties, mm. and, uh, and the, the understanding that loyalty goes both ways. Exactly, exactly. So. Uh, the, you know, this is a, a, a complex topic, and I think there is certainly really more, is. more to talk about, but I, I value your uh, time and wisdom in uh, diving into this one because, um, but, you know, I feel like this is, uh, like we talked about last week, this idea that, that change comes from the individual out. And, um, uh, you know, I think this is, this is at the root of some of our real human reaction to complex change. Well, you know, you know how I'd want to end this conversation is, because this is a good reminder for me, and, and I've been thinking a lot more about this, this idea of identity and who we think we are. You know, so for example, consultants are, if you do it long enough, uh, depending on the nature of what your consulting is, you could end up being told that you're an expert. And I think being an expert in one breath is a high accolade and opens doors, but it's also a trap. Because being an expert presumes that I know something that you don't know, that I have something that you don't have. And I think that what 
where we make mistakes, and this is a bit of a digression, but I think it's it's relevant to this this idea of identity. What what is our value? So you know, for a finance person, they might think their value is their financial acumen, their ability to manipulate numbers and spreadsheets. But I would suggest the transition that has to happen for that side of the house is a recognition that their value might be educators. They might be, their value to the institution is more about teaching others why what they're doing is important and not about how effectively they can put together and communicate a balance sheet, right? Same thing in my work. I don't think my value is that I'm an expert. I think my value is my ability to communicate something and then put it in somebody else's lap and say, so given that, what are you going to do about it? I could give you some ideas, but ultimately, what are you willing to do and and put a stake in the ground around? That's a much harder thing. It's much easier to have someone tell you what to do than have to think for yourself. And you know, I've built a career around trying to do that. I think institutions and people that work in institutions have to step back and say, what value do I really have to offer? And I would argue it's not necessarily what's on in, in your job description. It's much bigger than that. Much bigger. Uh, I think that's a great way to end. You're, you, you sound like you're just, you know, maybe we'll just go out and, you know, you know a, it's almost like a... Uh, a kind of meditative close. I, it is, me- right? That's what it feels like to me. I'm, I'm like thinking about loyalty and who I'm loyal to and what my identity is. You've given me all these giant things to think about, and now I feel like I don't need to go. I need some time in a dark corner to just it's all- with a few <laughs> candles. But, but Pete, don't forget, it. it's really all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it out in May. Ah, all right, all right. I will be your muse. All right, no, uh, all right. Get out. <laughs> take us, so, take us out, Pete. Thank you so much for your time and wisdom, Howard Tybel, and thank you everybody for joining us, listening to the show. You can find us at tybelink.com. It's right there on the main page. You can't miss it, and you can subscribe to the show uh, in the iTunes podcast directory. It is still by far the number one way that people find us and listen to the show every week. You subscribe for free and uh, just make sure you don't miss a single episode of uh, the podcast from Title Link. We sure appreciate your time and attention and we'll catch you next week on Navigating Change. <laughs>